Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode on the Underachiever Sports Podcast. Today on the slate, we are talking Tampa Bay Rays baseball and Orlando City SC also had a game last night. But first, let's get started with the baseball game for your Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays would play an early game yesterday. The game started at 3.45 p.m. Eastern Time. This would be their last game on the six-game road trip, playing Seattle and then San Diego. As you know, they would sweep the series against Seattle, the Mariners, and would go on to play the Padres, and they won the first two games of the series by scores of 10-4 to and 7-5. to But, unfortunately, yesterday afternoon, they would not end up winning the ball game, and they would not end up going a perfect 6-0 and on this West Coast trip. However, don't let that take anything away from how they played on that road trip. It was tough losing the last game, but you got to respect the fact that they won five games in a row on the West Coast, and you really you can't expect a whole lot more than that going into it. Let's recap this game last night or last or yesterday afternoon and let's see why the Rays were not able to pull this one out. The Rays came into the game with a 71 and 50 record, a 40 and 22 away split. The Padres would come into this game with a record of 55 and 64 with a 28 and 33 home split. San Diego Padres would end up beating your hometown Rays by a final score of 7-2. to Two runs is all we could put up on the San Diego Padres pitching. And to be frank, all the excitement in terms of the Rays offense came very early on in this game. In fact, <laughs> all the excitement came from the first two batters of the game. Uh, Tony, uh, excuse me, Tommy Pham would homer to left, and that would score Eric Sogard, who were literally the first two batters in the lineup. Eric Sogard walked to start the game, and Tommy Pham hit a two-run home run. So within the first two batters of the game, they combined to literally score all the runs last night for the race. There would be no action after that. The Padres pitching did a great job of keeping the team to only six hits. And they did a great job of ruining Eric Sogard's hitting streak. I believe it was at 11 games last night, 10-11 games. Uh, thankfully, he still has the on-base streak going, the longest in Major League Baseball. He, he upped it to, I believe, 26 games last night. Because he got the first inning walk. But he did go 0 for 3. So the hitting streak is no more. Uh, the Rays would throw Jalen Beeks yesterday. And he did not have he did not have that good of an outing. 5 innings, 8 hits, 5 earned runs, 2 walks, 6 strikeouts on 92 pitches. Bumping his ERA up to a 4.02. 
DeLeon and Poche would both throw three innings combined. Both gave up one run, so two two runs spanning the last three innings of the game. Three walks and four strikeouts. Not good pitching by either one. And neither one's having a great year pitching anyway with ERAs of 4.5 and 5.45. So they clearly knew not to throw the top-end bullpen guys as this game was growing out of reach. Figured they saved their arms for the home trip. Uh, a lot of the damage in this Padres lineup was done by Eric Hosmer, who ended up hitting a home, the only home run for the San Diego Padres. The they had a couple guys. It seemed like it seemed like their lineup in entirety kind of played a good game. Out of the nine hitters in the starting lineup, including the pitcher, because this was a National League game, only one batter was an 0 for last night. And that was Hunter Renfro who went 0 for 5. Everybody else in this lineup got a base hit at one point or another, and that includes the pitcher who got his first major league career hit off Jalen Beeks. And timely as it was, with two outs in the inning, Jalen Beeks gives up a hit to the left-handed pitcher. It goes through the hole between first and second baseman, and they would go on to score their second run of the game, which would tie us at two. Not a good time for the Rays to be giving up his first hit of his career. But what are you going to do? Definitely, you know you're going to lose eventually. You can't win every game. They played crazy good on this road trip. 5-1 and one record against two yeah mediocre teams. But still, definitely a good road trip. It was nice to see Pham come back. He missed the first two games of the series. I know he's been having some hand problems, uh, discomfort or pain. And it was good to see him come back to this lineup. Uh, I'm guessing healthy now because <laughs> that first at bat he had in the first inning, he ripped that home run to left field off the warehouse. So very good to have him back in the lineup. He he seemed to be struggling there before they gave him a couple of days rest. So maybe he was having issues with the uh, hand, lingering hand issues. But anyway, let's see. Uh, let's go over the lineup really quickly. I already went over the pitching for the Rays. I won't do an inning recap today because, as I said, the only two runs that were scored happened within the first two batters of the game. There was not really a whole lot of action after that, unfortunately. So we'll skip the inning recap today, but we will go over how Kevin Cash set up the lineup last night. Kevin Cash must have heard the podcast yesterday because, as you know, I went on a little rant about why Eric Sogard was batting seventh all the time, and he keeps getting on base with a 25 or 26 game on base streak. And so, just on time, he puts him in the first spot in the lineup. Unfortunately, he did not get a hit, so maybe he was better off at the end of the lineup. But, as I was saying yesterday, 
the on-base streak continued, and that walk happened in the first inning, so he did score a run, and that's really what you want out of the 1-2 and two spot. You want them getting on base, and just like that, they did. They scored the only two runs we got all game. So I do like Eric Sogard batting first, and I do like Pham batting second. Uh, G-Man Choi, unfortunately, and Austin Meadows in the 3-4 spot, where you would like your power guys to be, won a combined 0 for 7. So not, not, not a great look for those guys. Definitely need more production out of the 3-4 and four hole. Travis, uh, Travis Darneau went 2 for 4 in the 5 spot. Maybe we need to bump him up to the 3 or 4 spot. Matt Duffy went 0 for 4. Willie Ademis, he, he's another guy who he needs to start moving up the lineup to. Honestly, he's been, he's been streaking lately. He's been good. 2 for 3 last night. It seems like he's been getting a couple of hits a game uh, for most of this road trip. He's another guy I would look at possibly moving up right now for the time being because he is definitely one of your hotter hitters. Maybe throw maybe throw a Demis up there with Sogard and Fam, and that can be your one, two, three punch. And then throw Meadows and Darno. G Man Choi, two fifty eight, over three. I'd push him down in the lineup a little bit. I know he's got power, but yeah, power don't mean anything if you're not getting hits. You can hit all the pop flies you want in the world. If they stay on the warning track and they get caught, they're meaningless. You might as well just ground out to the pitcher. It <laughs> don't make a difference. Same result. So, yeah, maybe push G-Man Choi back down in the lineup. Throw Willie Ademis while he's still hot and hitting the ball really well. Throw him up to the top. And then Guillermo Heredia would bat in the 9 spot. He went 0 for 2. So, not... Not a whole lot going there. Excuse me, he'd be in the 8 spot. So the pitcher was batting ninth. Uh, Jesus Aguilar would come on to pinch hit, but would not do anything. He would strike out. In kind of a decent situation, too. I think there were two men on base when he struck out. So, overall, the Rays, you know, this wasn't their game. They left four people on base, so it's not even like... They were going to rack up the runs today. If you compare that number with the Padres who left nine people on base, they definitely had the better offense in this game. They were more deserving. Uh, the, the Rays went 0 for 2 with runners in scoring position, so that tells you we weren't really getting runners in scoring position at all. The home run came with Sogard on first, so he wasn't even in scoring position when we got the two runs. The Padres were 6-for-15 with runners in scoring position. Just all around a much better game out of the Padres. They deserved the win yesterday, and they got it. No hard feelings there. We'll take the 5-1 and one West Coast trip. We will suck it up, and we will come back home and play some good baseball. We do have the day off today. There will be no game today as they travel back from California. The Rays will get a day of rest before they host the Detroit Tigers and the Seattle Mariners for six games in a row, Friday through Wednesday. It'll be three straight against the Tigers, three straight against the Mariners with no breaks in between. You can look for Charlie Morton to be on the mound Friday night. 
uh, at 7:10 p.m. facing the Tigers. It's definitely two winnable series. You gotta like your chances there. Uh, the Rays are looking like they are in good shape right now. I think Bud Norris will be pitching for the Tigers. Let me see if I can pull up the MLB standings really quick to see what it looks like in the wild card hunt. So we're going to be sitting with a record of 71 and 51. The Athletics are 68 and 52. So we got a couple game lead on them holding our ground off. Three more wins, one less loss. That will be a two-game difference. So holding on to dear life there, keeping our separation. And then the Twins look like they surpassed the Indians again for the AL Central. So now we are trailing the Indians once again for the first wild card spot. And we trail them a game and a half. So, Rays kind of right in the middle of the thick of things. Definitely keep tuning in to the podcast to get the scoop as we hit the home stretch here at the end of the year. And now let's move on to the second topic of the day. It was Orlando City Soccer Club with a big win last night at home against Sporting Kansas City. Orlando City would throw out a 4-2-3-1 lineup, meaning you had four defenders, two defensive midfielders, three midfielders or attacking midfielders, and one forward. That forward would be Dom Dwyer. The three attacking midfielders would be Tesho Akindele, Nani, and Mueller on the right side. And then going left to right, the two... Defending midfielders would be Roselle and Eskuse. And the four def- the four defenders would be Miller, Jansen, Sané, and Smith. Smith, I like that guy a lot, Kyle Smith. He is a very good right back. Unfortunately, the biggest action-packed moment of the game, really, or scariest moment of the game, outside of the goal we scored, was Kyle Smith, who took a nasty blow to the face. Uh, The goalie went up to block a ball, and Kyle Smith was a little too close, and he ended up getting caught by the elbow of the goalie, and it would cut his face right above his eye, and he had a nice, he had a pretty big gash uh, right above his eye. He was bleeding good, so they had to take him out of the game, and they would replace him with Shane O'Neal, kind of an unfortunate situation for Orlando City, who was already short on right backs. So not not a good thing there. Uh, so they would take him out kind of early. It happened early, maybe 20, 30 minutes into the game. And then we would have a moment. It was, I think it was in the 21st minute. Yeah, 21st minute. Tesho Akindele would score the lone goal of the game. It would be assisted by Mueller. Or no, not Mueller, excuse me. Askuse was down there. Askuse, the defender, was down there. And he would end up from the right side of the box throwing a ground pass or kicking a ground pass right into the middle of the box. And Tesho Akindele was running from the left side of the box. Dom Dwyer was right in front of him. Dom Dwyer ended up overrunning the ball. And Tesho Akindele kind of looped around Dom Dwyer. 
and would end up curling in the shot from the right side of the box to the low right corner post. He would make it, as I said, for the lone goal of the game. Nani would get into a little action with this star player on Sporting Kansas City. They would get into a little bit of a disagreement, him and Felipe Gutierrez. And they would both actually end up getting yellow cards in this one for a little too much talking uh, back and forth. The other two substitutions for Orlando City, Dom Dwyer was subbed out for Keechton. And Mueller ended up getting substituted for Benji Michelle, who was the hero in that Toronto FC game that ended up bringing, a, bringing us a tie against Toronto FC. In the standings right now, that was a big win for Orlando. That puts them at 33 points. They are now tied for 7th place with Montreal, Impact, and Toronto FC. The only issue right now is we have played 26 games and Toronto has all excuse me Montreal has also played 26 games but the problem is Toronto FC has only played 25 games to this point so while we are tied for 7th in points we have to wait and see how Toronto plays we need a loss out of Toronto to keep it on track and like I said before, we need to get to the seventh spot. So we need to beat out those two teams to the seventh spot. And right now, we are in the thick of things. Just like the Tampa Bay Rays, keep tuning into this podcast. Because between these two teams, you could not be like any closer to making or missing the playoffs. Both these teams are right on the edge right now. And Tampa Bay being in a little better position than Orlando City, but both teams definitely still have chances to make the playoffs. Keep tuning in to watch these games. Great local teams. <laughs> keep up the support. It's been great. And keep tuning into this podcast for all your Tampa Bay and Orlando action. Uh, look for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers football team. They will be playing... Friday night, I believe at 7.30 against the Miami Dolphins. So we will have a recap of that one Saturday. And then I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow because the Rays are off. Orlando City's not playing, neither is the Bucks. Maybe we could look at some Lightning or some Orlando Magic or maybe we'll get into the college football season and we'll start talking about USF, UCF. Tomorrow's episode will be a little bit of a surprise. I'm not sure what we're going to be talking about yet. But please stay tuned in. I'm sh- it will be a great episode. I can guarantee you that. Thank you everybody for listening today. And I look forward to seeing what tomorrow's episode will bring. Have a good day.